Ricardo. All right, everybody, welcome to a brand new edition of the Swift Kicks podcast. I'm Alex, and with me, as always, are Ben and Steve. We also have another Steve with us. We'll get to him in just a second, but before we get started, please like and subscribe to this podcast. Share it with anyone you know who loves the beautiful game. Also, visit swiftkickspod.com for the latest news. If you think you've got opinions on anything soccer-related and want to write for our website, feel free to DM us or email us at swiftkickspod at gmail.com. And as always, be sure to visit our partners over at Rubens Brews. That leads us to this. On this episode, the FA Cup turns up a few big upsets. Yes, we have to talk about it. Cambridge United beat Newcastle. Uh, but let's let's not forget that Kidderminster also beat champion side Reading. Uh, we're also joined, as I said, by another Steve, Steve Esmiley. He's the co-founder and co-chair of Seattle Spurs. We kind of got a link there with our partners over at Rubens Brews. So, Steve, welcome. Here's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> glad to have you on. Welcome to the Swift Kicks podcast. Great. Thanks. Uh, glad to be here as well. Appreciate it. Awesome. So we like to start with any guests that we have on. We always like to ask them what sort of brought them into the world of soccer. What makes you a fan of the game? What made you yeah. a fan of Tottenham? <laughs> oh man, that's, that's always a that's always a million dollar question. Um, I've always like loved soccer. I grew up. I actually grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, for a good chunk of my life, and it was just always hard to watch. I mean, World Cup soccer would be on. I would try to watch it at a reasonable hour. If it was at four o'clock in the morning, I was kind of out of luck because back then cable was not too happening <laughs> you know early days especially but um i moved down to uh, tampa florida around 2007 and realized there was a lot of uh, just football fans up and down in you know florida is a mix of everybody just like the east coast it's, it's got mm -hmm. everybody there and um so i find like you know i've always heard about you know, if you follow a football team you just to stick with them to the end no matter what <laughs> so i kind of held off for 10 15 years or so during my formative years and then i was just um uh, Good friend of mine, Jackie, she's like, mate, come watch this team called Tottenham Hotspur. I was like, well, I was thinking Liverpool, Newcastle, just something with a good yeah. you know, culture background at the time. I didn't know any better, so I don't think yeah. I still know any better, but I like I like the pain better. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it was right when uh, I think we were in Champions League. We had Bear and Harry Redknapp was coaching for us. And after that, I was sold just the way we played. And then. As I got to know, you know, watch the team more and more, I started you know, reading up on Bill Nicholson and just the culture of that. It's like, wait a minute, that's kind of how I think and how I approach life and all that stuff like that. And then yeah. flash forward, you know, a couple years later, 2011, moved to Seattle. And a couple years later, it helped start up the Seattle Spurs group. And so it's been, you know, it's it's been great. <laughs> seen a lot of changes. It's been a there's wild ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's definitely a lot of guys in our group who are people in our group, excuse me, who've been following Spurs, you know, they're from England since the 60s and they you know they've seen the changes since that time point so you know i complain yeah. about my little my old pain periods <laughs> there's a little bit 30 to 40 years in the making let's put it that way now, so there are did you play soccer growing up or were you just introduced to it later in life well i i told around like you know, in the neighborhood for a while i never played anything in high school but then when i moved to florida i got started doing some rec leagues i really was getting i was having a lot of fun with it because it was great one good thing about florida is you can play your all year round and when People say it's cold in Florida. And in my Ohio side, it's like yeah, exactly. 50 degrees is fall. <laughs> you yeah. know, over there this right. is a like, small aside. I lived in Tampa for about three, three and a half years. And yeah, I've been I've been ruined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I live oh, yeah. in Jersey now and I'm like, uh, there's, yeah. there's there's a few times I regret moving out of Florida. Yeah. Uh, but when it was, you know, snowing and 18 degrees. The weather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, just a little background. Sure. Alex and I grew up together in England. Uh, okay. You know, we went to high school together in England, bounced around a little bit overseas. 
Steve and I um, played college soccer out in Michigan at Delta College. Oh, okay. Um, and then he went on to play. Uh, were you at Elma, Stephen? Yeah. Then I went, yeah, to went on Elma to Elma from there. But so we've we've all been around and we've kind of fell in love with the game. So we always love hearing about how people kind of fall the game, fall yeah. in love with the game. But uh, well, speaking of the, sorry, Midwest, I, I went to Indiana University for undergrad, and I was there. Uh, and I got off a. They had a huge program. Right, yeah, I was there like for a while. Then I actually recently met Will Bruin, who was like played for Indiana University mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. So it was great. I mean, back then, like there were just like two thousand people would show, but it was great. It was fun to go to those <laughs> matches back then too. It was just so nice. So that yeah, so if it's been a part of my life, which hasn't really formulated till the past fifteen years now or so. Yeah, it's been all yeah. coming together. Yeah. yeah. Indiana had a um considered a, a very progressive uh, sports science approach to the sport of soccer in like the late 90s, early 2000s, which kind of carried them through a couple of national championships, I believe. Um, they were good there. So looking at Tottenham, right? First question for every Tottenham supporter right now, is Harry Kane really worth $100 million? <laughs> Or more. Right in. <laughs> Am I going first? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's go first. Great. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> You know, he's done amazing things. Let me preface it that way. And I think, again, I kind of alluded to my own background. Like, Tottenham goes to change, but our change cycles are really short. A lot happens. I mean, look at us already with three coaches in. Right. And, and back when Redknapp left, I mean, look, look there are a whole different changes we went through that. And then, then we had Pochettino, a little bit of stability. And I'm hoping with, uh, uh, oh, my God, uh, what's his name? Conte. Sorry, it's like my brain's fried. It's the end of the day. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm hoping that we get that stability, too. But, you know. Time, injuries, I mean, is he worth $100 million? Not that much anymore. He still Does he have talent? Yes. Yeah, but again, right. yeah, who knows what's going to happen. How much of it do you think is burnout, though, from, from Euros? I mean, he had a pretty decent tournament. Yeah, some penalties in there. But, you know, he had a decent tournament. There was a lot of pressure on him to sort of lead the line, as you will, for England. Um, you know, do you put any stock into the fact that not only with Harry Kane, but with a lot of these other players, we're seeing it with Harry Maguire over at Man U, you know, just yeah. some of these players that wore some of the stalwarts of Euro are kind of falling off when it comes to yeah. club time. I definitely think that's involved too. Especially, especially again, compounding going back to Spurs, cause that's, you know, such a huge chunk of his life, all of our lives, obviously. And there's like, you know, we have, we, I think we didn't have any breaks at all. We just rolled right into the COVID happened. That's just mental stressor. That's a physical stressor. I mean, there's just no stability. You know, and then you, like to your point, top at that with the Euros, you know, it's just like you can't get your legs no matter what you try. It's like mm-hmm. you got to take a break. That's what, you know, if you take too long of a break, then you're not worth 100 million for sure. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, you know, so you're kind of caught in that trap. Right. So we were, uh, I sort of teased at the beginning as well about uh, some of the FA Cup week. You know, we're in a bit of a lull here for the Premier League, but the FA Cup, Tottenham got a win, right? <laughs> Playing against Morecambe, winning 3 1 in the third round. Um, but there were some other upsets. Yes, I my on my team, just so you know, is Newcastle. Um, so you want to talk about struggles. Um, <laughs> I'm the captain of the struggle bus, if you will. Um, losing out to Cambridge uh, to a guy with the last name Ironside, which uh, I don't know, it just seems like somebody that should have been like, you know, it's a it's almost a comedy that was written, you know, somebody. My dad, Johnny Ironside, <laughs> worked six days in the mines just so I could play football to one day beat Newcastle United. Um, I think he was offside, just for the record. But um, <laughs> but I'm not biased at all. You're supposed so. to, aren't you? <laughs> right. Um, but what do you think? Tottenham, they got to make a, an FA Cup run? 
I hope so. It would be a great start for us. You know, like I, yeah. our match against Markham, then we'd start really slow. And I was like, oh my God, if we lose this, this is just yeah. going to be, you know, Arsenal losing was fun. But right. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry to any uh, Arsenal fans on there. <laughs> but, uh, but now, yeah, I, I think we, I think we got shot, shot. I think things are starting to move forward. But again, Sun's injury, I mean, little, it's always that Spurs yeah. thing that happens. Spursy. I mean, right. something always happens. Like we get start getting momentum, and also goes to the yeah. crapper. And then the other big storyline from Tottenham, of course, is Ndombele, uh getting booed off in that game against Ooh. Morecambe. You, know you think he has a future at the club? Uh, you know, I was just I've been reading about that. I I, so I think something from uh, Carlos Free Captain said best. I think again, just the the changes all these players, especially Dele Ndombele. I mean, yeah. you just could see it. Like, like, no matter how, you know, it just takes a Herculean effort to even just to, to get through all that stuff. Like, then, okay, now you're on the on the line. If you're being right. the team or not, it's like you can you can attribute to, you know, fame. You know, I mean, not necessarily Ndabele, but like with Delhi, things like that. But like, I think Ndabele back to Ndabele. I think he's his his time is out again. I don't I don't hate the guy, but it just it's just, yeah. it's starting to happen. It's there's just too much chatter about right. it. Yeah, sometimes, you know, it happens with a lot of players at clubs. I think sometimes they, I don't know if it's a wearing out is welcome almost with Ndombele, but it's sometimes, you know, everybody just sort of reaches a shelf life, I think, with fans. Um, you know, it, there are rare occasions where a player will absolutely be, you know, the biggest fan favorite and will stay there forever. But I think in today's modern game, it's so rare. We've talked about this, not only with players, but with managers too. You know, I mean, yeah. you guys have been with it, with the manager carousel, you know, that's gone around. Um, and part of that is because we, I've been saying that I think the Premier League is like, has become the Super League. And because of that, you basically are under such pressure right now. Anybody, any player, any manager to perform at such a high level all the time that when you're not, it sort of just crumbles right in front of you. You know, it's happening right now at Newcastle. I mean, we just got Eddie Howe in and there's already a lot of doubters out there that are like, was he the right person? Like, do we need to Benson put his hand up? Right like, here. do we need to start thinking about a change, you know? And uh, we got two big games coming up uh, against Leeds and and uh, and I think it's Burnley, uh, or Watford rather, um, two teams that you know we're going to have to beat if we're going to stay up. And if he loses both of them, then... I think he has to be sacked, but that's crazy, right? <laughs> like 10 yeah. games in, but it happened to Nuno. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The more time goes on, the more happy I am that Eddie Howe uh, ditched us. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, the, the more time, the more time goes on. I'm just like, this is nice. This is, yeah. this is okay. <laughs> so Steve's a Celtic fan. He's gotcha. like, our, he's like a resident uh, Celtic and Scottish football, like knowledge base. And yeah, for the longest time we were ribbing him about how Eddie Howe kind of strung Celtic along like all summer, like, <laughs> and, um, and then just ghosted him. him. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, we're, here we are in January, everyone's favorite time of the year uh, in football. Cause all the spending comes out. We'll, uh, Daniel Levy finally stop being so tight with the dollars and maybe spend a little bit of money. Where do you want to see him splash the cash? I yeah, I'm hoping he does it. I mean, again, I don't, I, I think he'll spend some. He may not spend as much as everybody wants him to. I mean, it's just the way he is. I mean, again, I was I was preface like I if it wasn't for Enoch and Daniel Levy, I would never have been a Spurs fan. I mean, mm. this is progression to that, and it just it's a learning curve. I mean, I think to kind of answer this, it's a little bit long way to get the, the answer. Is you know. 
in my mind, Levy, how you manage it, you know, it's a smaller size club, but now we're not that small where one person can make decisions and text people, hey, you're fired. You know, it takes, <laughs> it's, it's, it literally, a, a, a colossal organization now with a brand new stadium. So I think, you know, having a football director, uh, Petrucci, if I say his, I'm probably butchering his last name, so I apologize. Um, you know, things like that, you're starting to so okay, I have to delegate. I have to do it. So I, I think with Conte, you know, sticking with a three-year contract, say, okay, this is what to get me here. But in this three years, this is what I need as well. Yeah. So I think he's sta- it's staged well. So I think some things will happen. Indomble, well, Traore, that's a big one. Let's talk about that one. Yeah. You know, as much, like, I, yeah. Think, I think that would be great. So we need some, like, that engine. Hmm to Spurs for sure to kind of get propel us. I mean, it'll, then, then the chips will fall that way, but that's, I mean, but again, when it comes to transfer rumors, I, I don't put a grain of salt till, until actually <laughs> so they hold right. up the Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I can speculate until I'm blue in the face, but you know, yeah. I, I just, I stop. I, I can't yeah. deal with it. So I in terms of, in terms of areas of, of that need attention, you think that, that center of the park, that, that engine kind of places, so. is, a, is, I, a, yeah. is, a, is an area of concern. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, defensively, yeah, maybe something in the back end too. But I think it's kind of it's kind of combination between the two. You know, center. Mid, is there any? Back. Is there anywhere else? Do you do you bring in someone to not necessarily replace Harry Kane, but to get to kind of maybe like light a fire, give him a little bit of competition? Is that something of? See, I I thought that with with Son, kind of come up for. I started seeing that. Now I don't think it would necessarily. Do, it was kind of like it was a friendly competition. It was never like there's no. I don't sure, sense of mouse right. between both of them. So I think it's there's synergies, and I hate that word, but I think there's that too. Like okay, let's do it. You know, it's like that whole <laughs> Lord of the Rings leg loss and <laughs> what's yeah. the dwarf's name? You know, like you know, hey, they're ki- you know how many orcs they can kill? You know, it's like sure, that's sure, the same sure. type yeah, of yeah. mentality. So it's like, <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I Tottenham Lord of the Rings team. <laughs> Seriously, that'd be great. I'd, the play, the you know, the music yeah, yeah. coming out, right? <laughs> but yeah, so I that that's where I think of it, and I don't know. There's because again, I always come back to there's so much churn. He's got, and I think you know, I don't Conte. He's got it's a mess of you know when mm. you pull one string that you know it the thread pulls in the other direction so it's like one of these weird type of things so i don't that's my two cents of like, I, I think, think you can keep him through january is he is he there then of the season harry kane you know i think so. i think he's gonna ride the year out for sure and then, yeah, and then depending how things go yeah I, I i i i you know and who knows what happened but i'd be shocked to say them again but spurs yeah. i wouldn't be <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Mourinho. I mean, we had that come through and you know, but <laughs> I liked him. I don't know. I'm I'm one of the few, but anyway, we'll, I, I love Mourinho. Thank he's you. got he's got no home to go back to in England at this point because he's ruined every every job he's had. Uh, he's, he's about he's to burn his bridge in Italy too. I, uh, <laughs> I just think he passed it, man. I just think he's a little bit past it. Nah. I think he needs to take on the US job. I think the I, US uh, soccer would benefit from Jose Mourinho tenfold oh yeah you need someone He's, with attitude look yeah they don't make the world cup jose marino's in the, in the press being like exactly he's a media one <laughs> he's got that ability to, to fall down and fall upwards it doesn't right. like fall down and go down <laughs> he keeps going up or stays yeah he's just you know I'm, I'm all for bringing the mls i'm totally for it I mean, just bring <laughs> bring our game up to speed too it'd be nice to kind of yeah. start you know hold up topic <laughs> right uh so talk about the seattle spurs you were a co-founder of it. What has it grown from to what is it now? Oh wow! Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we've you know for we first started like maybe ten of us, 
Mm-hmm. And then finally got our own bar and, you know, then I started networking out with the, say, the Portland Spurs folks and then the Vancouver folks. They've been great. And, you know, we all learned okay. from each other and like, you know, and uh, now we're up to like my email list is now is like easily dedicated to 200 to almost 260 now. Nice. But again, that doesn't count like people come in. We have mm-hmm. two locations with us now. Well, our original one is the Wits End, which we've been doing there for about four or five years now. Yeah. And um that's been great. That's over in Finney Ridge. Now we have one closer towards T- Tacoma. It's about 45 minutes on a traffic day, which there is never <laughs> in Seattle. But um, so that because there was always in Tacoma, there was always a stronger, there was a, a good group of people there. So they've decided, you know, work with, we all work together, like, you know, still underneath the Seattle Spurs umbrella, but, you know, the South Sound area at Rainier Growler. Okay. So it's been great. So because like the way Seattle is, everybody's either moving north or south. So it's okay. like we need to start and we still have a contingent in the center. But yeah, so it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, I think I've seen I was talking to somebody from England saying like they've seen Spurs play like twice in their life because it's hard to get tickets and all that. Like I've seen yeah. it like six, seven times. And so I, <laughs> I feel kind of <laughs> oh, guilty. It's like, you know, they've all been friendly. Yes, but it's been great to see all that stuff. Like I remember when Harry Kane first started up with our match against Liverpool or Baltimore. Yeah. And, you know, so I've seen some really amazing moments. And when Spurs came in, we got a ch- I got a chance to go see a close practice. Um mm-hmm. Through, through a friend of mine it was great to see and that's when marine uh Pacinito started coaching and okay. to awesome. me seeing him run with the players and like you know he's giving direction he's kicking the ball and showing how to kick the ball it's like oh that's like that was exactly what we needed in you know right the rest right. of history as they say i that's didn't see awesome. i had no idea we we're gonna get the champions league so soon but yeah so, yeah so <laughs> have you ever, yeah have you ever made it out to like white Hart lane or any of the stadiums overseas you know, I've been wanting to. So every time I try to go to Europe, something happens. Either recession, <laughs> COVID. And, and speaking <laughs> to Stephen, who's like, uh, so my uncle is a massive Hibs fan. Like, massive. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. And so he he wants me so bad to, you know, he wants to come up to see Hart Lane. It's like, okay, I'll come see Hibs with you. I've been dying to go see mm. some Scottish Premier League, too. Before. Yeah. But don't. And he's starting to, I can still seem to start to laugh at me. <laughs> no, I mean, that's cool. We're that's actually cool. a huge Hibs podcast. Alex and I root for Hibs every time we play Celtic. Literally everyone but Celtic we root for. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I'm going to try to go. I think once COVID cools down a bit here in a year or two, I mean, we're, we're in a long haul, let's be honest. But, you know, yeah. I'm going to try to, I'm going to make like a soccer holiday, like just go <laughs> all the UK, see as many, you know, stadiums as I can, teams. One of the things about supporters clubs like yours that I think is so important is there's a lot of people that fall in love with the game on their couch with no one to talk to about it. Right. Right. And on top of that, there's a lot of people that love the game, move, relocate, whatever it is, and don't have anyone to talk about it to. Right. What do you have any advice for anyone that's interested in reaching out to you guys, get involved? Because I think it's really critical that people know about what you guys do, because I think it's awesome. Like more people watching the game, the more people are going to play the game. Yeah, absolutely. It means, you know, we're kind of hamstrung because like we're on the West coast time. So, you know, our matches <laughs> more comes at 6am and like we, but the flip side too, we've had North London derbies at 4:30am. What's end has been great because the Chad, the proprietor and owner, mm-hmm. he, he lives below that, the bar. And so he could show the match up, you know, he just stumbles out of bed or whoever was working for him. And so we watch and we've had nice. 30 people show up at 4:30am, you know, which is pretty good. I mean, we don't yeah. not expect huge numbers. Like I think, you know, when living in Tampa, I always watch Rowdy's games and things like that. And like on the East Coast, you know, what's your earliest match you guys have seen in the East Coast? Like at 7 a.m.? I mean, yeah, I would still kill to have that. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. 
So Steve doesn't yeah, understand I, uh, time, time zones, by the way. He just shows up sometimes. It's a running like, joke, just so you know. But, Steve doesn't understand time zones. But, you know, it, it's, you know, like, we're open to anybody to come out. You know, it's like, you know, it's, like, you know, but again, I, you know, some people are just more dedicated to come out. You know, we don't expect people to come out every single match. You come out when you can, you know, because yeah. life gets in the way and things you have to do. And obviously, like, we're, you know, let's come back to time. So it's like, we're always there. So we're always welcome. You know, we so got the real question, right? You got kickoff at 4.30 in the morning. Are you are you getting up for that, or are you just staying up for that? Like I, at that point, I, I, you... I, I'm starting to get <clears throat> the years are starting to wear on me, so I don't. It's not I'm not as spry as I used to be at 4:30 a.m. anymore. Right. So I, I try to stay in, and I'm starting to sound an old man now. So I don't go out the night before. I try to right. stay in and have a beer or two at at that. You know, I don't right. try to. Part. I'm sure, there's a clear divide in the fans that are like starting their day and ending their day. <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. And there's, yeah, there's no pressure. Like you got to be here. You got to, you know, it's like come out when you can. Be great, you know. Like right. uh, you know, but people do show it. It's great. It's nice. And you know, we get, you know, people stay in Seattle for a couple of years and they leave. And, you know, we're always in touch, and it's it's nice. It's it's a, it's a good deal. Yeah. But yeah, I try to. Thankfully, it has me a lot of 4:30. I think we got one coming up in February, which I'm kind of I will miss out. I, can't I think you probably have leads at the end of February. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm gonna have to, just I need my sleep. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> 6 a.m. Same. We try to do it, and yeah. it's fun. And one last question for me. I mean, you, from just hearing you talk, it's like you you've been to a couple of like the you know sort of open training sessions or something like closed door training sessions, and like you've been able to see the team play and things like that. How much of that is has sort of added to your passion for the game. I think something that we want to start start exploring is, you know, just more so with the kids side of things, but like sure. how, you know, especially in America, it's like you go play, you want to play soccer as a kid, whatever, like you got to travel to like four different States. You got to spend like, you know, $40,000 over the course of X amount of years and like yeah. do this, that, and the other. And it's like, you know, especially Ben and I, I mean, Steve's probably had a similar experience, but like, you know, when we grew up playing, it was like, you paid a pound if you played 50 P 50 cents, essentially, if you came on as a sub and if you didn't play at all, you didn't pay. And like, yeah. you just kind of played, you would throw down like, you know, sweaters as the goals, like that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, it's just the small stuff that makes you love the game as opposed to being like, yeah, I play soccer, but like, do you actually like it? <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. I mean, to, to our part, like, like what's saying that's nice about it, it's, it's kid friendly. So, mm -hmm. you know, before COVID, people were bringing their kids along. You know, we'd have to watch our language, obviously. Right. <laughs> Especially Tottenham. Yeah. Tottenham. I was going to say, a North London club uh, language it, can be it, different. <laughs> it, it does. I like that phrase, Tottenham drove me to drink. It's it, it's so true. It is so yeah. fun. But I think it's like, I think it's like that. Like, it's tough. I mean, it's like, you know, like, it depends on where you're, where you live in the U.S. too. Like, you know, now I think the one of the benefits of MLS is, it's starting to get people exposed. Like, you know, starting to move to areas that haven't been typically, whatever that means, soccer areas. Fo sorry, yeah. football areas. You know, yeah. but you know, you know, like people call it soccer clubs, or you know, we're like sounder. So you got to kind of adjust to the whole. Yeah. But that's a great feeder way to get into it too. And you know, yeah. where to get people into it, I think you know, what helps is like wearing the jersey that you of the teams that you love. It gets people. You know, like, I'll run to a Spurs fan. You know, hey, you're a Spurs fan. Like we, we start talking and things like that, and it just it just spreads. Yeah. It's just like grassroots i think i think that's the best way to do anything yeah and you know if you if you have a, a sports club that ha is is a, you're able to bring kids on i'd say bring them you know if you can obviously you know and it's 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 a great way to get people involved because you know they'll those kids will remember those memories like oh my dad mm -hmm. mom and dad used to take me to right right soccer you know at spurs play in the morning and i remember the crowds getting going mm -hmm. nuts and 
yeah. a lot of people with their heads to their <laughs> <laughs> right. so worst things you could be doing with your life at 4 30 in the morning right well yeah i wouldn't bring kids to 4 30 right <laughs> so Channel services might be called steve we find you guys at seattlespurs.com we're going to be sharing your twitter a little bit later anywhere else we would send anyone uh yeah we're on instagram too but twitter facebook those twitter and facebook are our main uh sources where you can find us too that's like where we, where we put all our match of viewings and what have you and anything information that comes events that we do on the side as well nice for cool. those of you watching it just put it at the bottom of the screen again that's seattlespurs.com yeah. so steve one last thing from you so we like to do a trash take at the end of every episode <laughs> we kind of look ahead to what's coming up in the weekend um so london north london derby right tottenham arsenal on the 16th who are you taking and what's the score? <laughs> I might know who you're taking. I don't know the score. <laughs> I'd hope. <laughs> so who, okay, you were talking about North London, right? Yep. Yep. I'd say it's going to be Spurs over Arsenal 2-1. Okay. All right. We'll hold you to it. Uh, if you, if it's <laughs> correct, you can come back on next week. <laughs> Where, uh, where's the game played at? Uh, that one is, I believe it's at Tottenham. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's at Hotspur Stadium. Fifty-fifty guess. Yeah. Here, uh, if I can, uh, if I can, real quick, uh, put in our Twitter handle. Yeah, course, no worries. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do that right do now. That's probably, let me do it right now. Steve, being from Cincinnati, you should probably know we've covered a couple of U.S. men's national team games at this point, and uh, one of our theories is that one of the U.S. like men's struggles is they don't have a true home field, um, and. I don't know if the three of us, but at least Ben and Alex do. We've come to the agreement that Cincinnati should be the place that hosts it. We feel like they put on a good show. Um, <laughs> they're performing well there, and I think the players deserve to have a, a regular home field to perform. Yeah, you know, because that, that's another thing, too, like you know, kind of like, well, my background. Like I lived in Columbus, Ohio for, for work, and I was there when the, the crew started when they yeah. played at the horseshoe and then they moved to their location north and so that was like at the time when the first major and i was like you know i moved back home since people were like i don't want to go see crews like you know the, some of the people but um i i I'm, i have a lot more nostalgia for this uh the plums crew uh stadium because it is central i mean since is great i mean i went there watch a match with my dad this past summer and um um yeah the stadium is amazing it's a it's a great showcase i mean i, I agree i think you know it, it's a good problem to have you have a choice between columbus and and cincinnati to go watch it so i don't know i'm <laughs> i can't really say i have a one one over the other but you know at least they're close by there are two hours away or so so you can't beat that so pretty easy know. to get to as well but yeah. you know we think the players need a little bit of uh consistency to call their home field they, they're like the circus man they travel around consistently yeah and that's just i think just the whole corporate mechanism like you get, you get them all around the u.s and then we're kind of stuck that it's hard to find like i i would like that's something that really came to mind i have like one specific place but I would say Chicago, something that's center to the city. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Just, as long as it's not in January, February, you're okay. <laughs> but you know, hey, where's that? You know, that's home field. Right. That's a home field advantage. Um, all right, Steve, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's a pleasure having you. Yeah, we'll, thanks we'll for stay in touch, man. And as always, good luck with your trash take, and we'll talk <laughs> to you soon. Okay, great. Thanks again. See you. Bye, Alex. We cannot hear you. Um, but what I think Alex is saying is that was Steve uh, from Seattle Spurs co-founder there. Verbatim. <laughs> what? I said that was verbatim, exactly what I was yeah. saying for whatever yeah, reason. I, you couldn't hear I me. I know you, bro.
Yeah. No, it's always cool hearing about that. And again, while Seattle Spurs might be for some, most big cities now do have uh, supporters groups that are worth looking into if you want to learn more about how to get into the culture of the game. Maybe, you know, that old school uncle of yours that will only watch the NFL on Sunday. Uh, maybe you can take him to the pub at 4.30 in the morning in Seattle and see how he likes it. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> um, so as we were talking to Steve... Um, there was, of course, a lot of the FA Cup that went on. Ben, let's start with Man U. Uh, Marcus Rashford. Huh. Was he strong enough for you? Rashford? Yep. No, Rashford's been a little bit of hit and miss. I don't know. His head's just not in the game the way it used to be. Um, I feel like he's earned his spot on the team and the team's rotating door and these new formations and this inconsistent coaching and the inconsistent lineups have really not supported Rashford plus his injuries that he's had going on. Yeah. Um, it predates Euros. Like Euros came along, all of a sudden he was hurt. And he wasn't right. playing as much. And then he just didn't come back this year, had surgery and has been, I don't want to say missing, but I don't think he's had time to find form. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm optimistic that, you know, it takes time to get into the swing of things. Um, for me, he's, he's not been the same Rashford as he has a year and a half ago, but I, I do think he still has it. Sometimes players go through like dry spells. Right. Um, there was a particular instance. I think it was uh, who somebody doesn't matter who it was. Somebody uh, took a shot and he just basically the ball rebounded and he could have taken two steps to the right and basically had a tap in potential tap in. And he just stood there and put his arms up. I mean, the body language from him is not great. I remember in the Newcastle game, he got nutmegged and he kind of just threw his hands up and that happened more a couple times. Uh, so it just, to me, feels like there's a lot of players that just in that camp that are so unhappy. And it's like, it's an explosion waiting to happen. I think something's going to come out from from the camp. I mean, you saw like Manchester United has been on like sort of like this PR campaign, it feels like, to basically say, no, nothing's wrong. Nothing's going on. Like they had a, a press release from Harry Maguire saying, no, the, the locker room's all together. And then like every other report is that everybody's mad. Everybody's upset. Cristiano Ronaldo's having his manager flown in to have crisis talks with the team to figure out like whether or not he should leave. You know, like it's just... There's Paul Pogba is still in Dubai. We just pause right there. Paul Pogba is still in Dubai. Right. Homeboy and is on vacation doing rehab <laughs> from his injury. For another month, at least. Good for him. So a couple things. First off, Alex, that was a lot. I'd appreciate it if you'd give me bite size instead of just overwhelming me with all the All right. Why are man new Shite. in a crisis mode? Okay. So <laughs> the problem predominantly Revisited. lives in the fact that Ed Woodward is finishing January's transfer market, which is dangerous. I thought he was done. No, no, no. They, they let him He's finish January. Overseeing. He's oh done the 1st of February. And that's like giving me a million of your dollars and yeah. set me loose in Vegas and tell me there's no repercussions. Yeah. Just keep that in mind, right? Like, yeah. nothing bad can come from this. All right? Ben's out doing his thing. No problem. Your money, not my problem. Ultimately... Right. I'm free at the end of this month anyway. But <laughs> Pogba should be cut. Like, you should make an example of Paul Pogba. If you don't want that to be what your club's about, get rid of it. Done. Instead, they offered him 500,000 pounds a week to stay. 
Like the dude's not even there now. And you're offering 500K a week. If you were to look at his last two years, his playing time is not much. Like mm. that's the most expensive injured player, unhappy person in the world. What are you doing? Yeah. And then, so the Ronaldo thing, I think that's smart. I think Ronaldo is taking over the locker room. Mm. I think Ronaldo is saying, hey, look, I've come into this club and our, our club has regressed. I've only produced for this team. Fair enough. Like he's been the production and it's been hindering them. I think he's having the foresight to look at that and be like, do I need to leave in the best interest of the club as well as the best interest of Cristiano? Right. So he brings in someone else to have that conversation as well. That seems smart to me. Harry Maguire hasn't been cutting it, man. (laughs) They've got Eric Bailly, who's much faster that could pair with Veron. Veron was hurt all season up until like two weeks ago now. Rashford was hurt up until two weeks ago now. The rest are bench players that won out. Let them go. Yeah. Like free up the cash and spend a pretty penny on someone. We know it's not uh Holland. Like he's Erling Holland's out. Like it's not him. Yeah. Buy a couple midfielders. Buy <laughs> buy a couple midfielders. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Scott McTominay, is he gonna cut it? I don't know. He's been odd coming back. I, I think ultimately they're on your FA Cup have, game for you. He did in the eighth minute, which is terrifying. Um, <laughs> a one nil win with an eighth minute goal is always just nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't know, man. I feel like you gotta, you either bring in like a stud center back or defensive midfielder right now, or you say, look, here's the deal. We're not going to negotiate anyone and we're going to figure this out with who we have. I don't think Ragnick's got a clue what he's doing. I think he's got this formula that'll work. But he's trying to put a, a square piece in a round hole. It doesn't it doesn't fit. Like you need someone that can manage personalities. And you know, Steve, you've said for weeks now, like you've got a substitute teacher. I don't think that's the problem. I think there's probably skin in the game for him. To me, like there's got to be something there. Either he's got so much cash coming his way if he fills finishes in the top four. Or he's truly with that club for more years in the long run, and it's in his best interest to steady the ship. It doesn't make sense to me that that would be the contract of like, here you go, interim coach. By the way, don't break anything. Everything's already broken. I It's either the worst fall guy of all time, or, or he's got something coming that we just haven't seen yet, and I, I just don't believe it. I don't think... You have this much talent not performing and not have it as an issue. You almost say we need to bring Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer back. And I, I know that's a bad idea, but like he was he pulled out some pretty big wins with those guys. Right? And then you're bring yeah. in this the, this guy who's supposed to be Klopp's pro like father figure or whatever it is <laughs> to, to kind of show them the way. And it's been like a week of yeah. him just running the players out the door. And then, like, the United Press team tried to do this whole thing about, like, Cavani's agreed to stay through the end of the year. And it's like, you got Cristiano Ronaldo and Paul Pogba. <laughs> we don't care about Cavani anymore, man. Like, <laughs> he barely played that much anyway, you know? it. I think, I think either Barcelona's PR team's involved or... <laughs> Or United are just going to be in for a good second half of the season. Like, there's no way this team is that bad. Yeah. And we are basing it off of like two or three weeks of a new coach, and it takes Bar- months. Barcegate is cover is crossing international borders. Say that again. <laughs> I said Barcegate is crossing international right. borders. There it is. 
<laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. At least you don't have any many uh, or any players. I don't think uh, going to the African Cup of Nations. So you got a full squad to work with. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to play. Yeah, I mean, if, a full squad of people I, that that are available. I think if I were to go through the list, right, and we talked about this last week, so I'm not going to go back into it, but I think United need to either figure out how to get Paul Pogba or Cristiano Ronaldo right. Mm-hmm. One of those needs to work out right now. Yeah. Or you bin them and you give these youthful players that are just getting a bad taste in their mouth for the mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got all that youth at Solskjaer was playing. Haven't seen them in months. Yeah. Who's the kid they brought in last year? The winger? I've already forgot his name. Uh, um, Sancho? No, Sancho was a big waste of money. Um, um, <laughs> Bs with an A. I, I think he came from Valencia. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, anyway, I don't remember his name. I'm looking it up real quick. I I don't know. Do you guys see Man United finishing in the top four this year? No. I don't think so. No. You're both top I didn't six, see him maybe. finishing in the top. I don't remember what I was saying about them at the beginning of the season. I think – no, I think I said that they had a potential to win the league. I think We did. Right. Yeah, we, I think that was right. not a crazy thought. Shola Shore tires one of them. Seemed like on paper that was something that if you said was happening at the end of the season, they'd be like, oh, okay, we could maybe have seen that coming. Dude, play right. with them on FIFA. They're unreal. All their uh-huh. players are like 89 and up. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Either way, it's uh, it's a mess at Manchester United. Um, it's probably a bigger mess at Newcastle, I'll be honest. We, uh, we dove into it a little bit there, but losing to Cambridge, I mean – for Rose those of you who don't know, don't you know, with those views. Yeah. Ben and I, I mean, I grew up playing against Cambridge as a kid. I've done up, my time in that stadium. Yeah. Like 15 minutes away from there. So, any other team, I would think this is the greatest thing on earth. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened against Newcastle. And in the fashion that it did was just mm-hmm. incredible. I mean, you want to talk about. The, there's so much I can get into with this. Like, I. I tweeted that I just so happened because I was waiting around for the Newcastle game. I was able to watch a Sunderland game because, you know, you got to watch the kids play every once in a while. Um, But they were, you know, it's football league one. It's not even championship. Just a reminder. It's football league one that Sunderland are in. Um, They look great. (laughs) They looked like that they, was a great Cambridge United squad. If I'm, ta- I'm not talking about Cambridge, I'm talking about Sunderland. Sunderland oh, sorry, sorry, better. sorry. Sunderland looked like the better team compared to the supposedly Premier League level Newcastle. Uh, Wickham. Mm. The people that are in the third wonders. place and Sunderland are in second. And it was like uh, if Sunderland had a one, they would have gone top, but they ended up coming back to tie. Um, anyway, it was a good game, good back and forth. There was effort. There was like, you know, 6,000 people in the stands. You could see the parking lot in the background. It was great. Um, <laughs> and then you turn to Newcastle, and it's like... Love it. Nothing going on. There's 60,000 people in Dude. the stadiums, and the the, play, the players, you know, bar like two or three of them, aren't doing anything. And I think we're in such a bad position. Like, we, yeah, we brought in Kieran Trippier, and I think that, that's probably... Just what a way. 
to amazing. start your career with Newcastle. Amazing signing. Hi. 12 Welcome million pounds. <laughs> but like I think every other player is kind of looking at themselves and going, uh, I'm not really a Premier League player, it looks like. Um, we're obviously not doing very well. Dude, I'm probably not going to be here next season. Mm-hmm. Or if I am, I'm not playing. So kind of why bother is kind of the feeling that I got from some of those players. And any momentum that we as a team gained with making a pretty big statement signing in Kieran Trippier is now gone. I think there were probably a couple of players that may have been lined up. I mean, literally the Martial, some of the, yeah, Martial, some of the, uh, one of the members of like the Saudi part of the consortium that now owns us flew in because they figured, Hey, we're playing Cambridge. We should probably win five nil. This will be fun. Like, you know, get the atmosphere going, build something to build off of. Like, let's do this. Apparently had to go into the dressing room afterwards and basically not console the team, but basically give them a pep talk to be like, uh, you guys like we got bigger and better things coming our way but not for you play like it or or yeah or it was like uh fired 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 fired, fired. (laughs) straight up though you have one player that's your problem and i i till i'm blue in the face i'm gonna say this john joe shelby is your only problem yeah he has such a dominant role with that team and he's so bad (laughs) <laughs> that it doesn't make sense to me. Like he cannot distribute. You got so much writing on a winger. Yeah. St. Maximum is a one-man show right now. You know what I mean? You have good talent. The problem is John Joe Shelby is their is their transition, right? Well, and Callum Wilson, our top scorer, is out for eight weeks now, too. So dang, what what happened there? Uh that's feelings? uh leg injury. Calf. Did you say feelings? His feelings, <laughs> His feelings got hurt. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> you know it's it's the same injury that's eight weeks due to bruised feelings. Ego. <laughs> if I'm if I'm a Newcastle owner, I'm buying that entire Cambridge squad and just starting them over new over all the Newcastle players the next week. The keeper from Cambridge United is probably oh, yeah. the hottest commodity right now. Yeah. The striker there was a I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, the stri- not the guy Ironside. that scored. No, <laughs> yeah, maybe it was Ironside because I was like, that's the most English name I've ever heard. Yeah. You could tell me that was a pub and I'd go and I'd know about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Dimitor, Dimitor Maitoff was the keeper. That should be absolutely unreal. That should be our first. Newcastle should have bought him on the spot. <laughs> right. Just offered him. You just test drove it. Whatever. Purchase that. <laughs> and he's stopping worldies. No problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look great. Like, Steve, I'm telling you, like, it wasn't like, oh, he had a couple saves. The dude was on fire. That game yeah. should have been four uh, or five one. Yeah. Like, no problem. Keeper's yeah. on fire. Yeah. And then I just buy the striker because he looked like one at play. It'd be a good story. He'd sell jerseys. Yeah. yeah. Joe Ironside. I think he, he was he was like a Shearer fan as well, of course. So that's you know, why he was a striker. And then he just threw a dagger in the heart of all Newcastle fans. So dead to me. Mm-hmm. Yo, Ahmad Traore is the guy I was thinking of. Ahmad. Okay. Remember yeah. how excited we were to sign him? Yeah. Yeah. Not playing oh, at all. We're talking about Man U now. Yeah. Yeah. Back and forth. But back to Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. Cambridge United uh, were described as world beaters, which was probably the funniest <laughs> comparison. Biggest trash ever. take of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. I was like, have you been watching the Prem? They're bottom of the Prem, man. Like, it's they like beat Man City, maybe. Um, Cambridge United fans traveled well. Yeah. I mean, they filled that's up. That's a long that, drive. You've done that drive. Yeah. They stated that that's a long drive for. Just a FA Cup game that you I just 
realistically, we're probably going to lose. And then 85th you, you minute, those stands started emptying out. I think up is only one in. leg now, right? There's no. Right. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Unless you draw. They couldn't even do that. No, you don't draw anymore. You go, they go just, overtime and PKs yeah. now. So it's interesting. Go ahead. No, no, no. Steve, you first. It's interesting that uh, did you, just on the topic of the FA Cup, did you see um, the potential investigation into Liverpool's postponement of their FA Cup tie? Because uh-huh. FA Cup, so FA, so Liverpool um, had announced that they had a COVID outbreak. Um, I think the game was against Villa. Is that right? Yeah. Was that? Yeah. So they had. Oh, a, no. They, Man U was against Villa. Um, um, Liverpool was. Uh, Arsenal. Okay. No. So Liverpool was playing Arsenal in the FA Cup. No. And it's not correct at all. Fact well, as he as he fact checks that Liverpool had an FA Cup fixture. Shrewsbury. That, Why couldn't I think of that? I watched that game. You said Shrewsbury. <laughs> yeah, Shrewsbury. So they had an FA Cup uh, tie against them, and they in Liverpool had uh, I guess forward in motion to postpone the the fixture because of an outbreak of COVID in their squad. Yeah, and they then clock they came out came out today and said, "Hey, the outbreak actually was only one player. We had a bunch of false positives, so they're like, we only had one player, not as many as we thought we did. That's yeah. positive, and they're now having an investigation, thinking like, are they just trying to get? Because everyone's talking about not wanting to play fixtures. They want to cancel, you know, all these all these cup competitions because they're already being overworked and." They aren't. Uh, there's no winter. There was no holiday break, and they're now there. I think people are thinking, or the FA thinking, or whoever are thinking that they need to be investigated for that. Are you? Is I, this? This wasn't for the FA Cup game. This was for the the Carabao yeah. Cup, the Carolus Cup. Sorry, the one against. Oh, yeah. There is one that was against Arsenal. Uh, I think that's the one that got. Was it the Carabao Cup? It was not the FA Cup. Yeah, because they think. played the FA Cup game. Okay. Yeah, it okay. was with a bunch of like youngsters. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't. I don't buy that. Like I, I, I saw what you're talking about, Steve. So when we started talking about like all these cancellations and I was really pulling for uh, the Premier League to be like, yo, let's suspend for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I did look into it. It is all third party testing. So like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Money talks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the, uh, the the negligence is there. I think it's truly they had bad tests. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying, you know I'm saying one way or the other. I'm just saying that that, that Klopp had came out today. And they said, hey, this is what happened. We had a bunch of uh, false positives. I think it was Trent Alexander-Arnold was the only real positive. But all of the other ones were false positives. And like he's like, that's what he's like, this is what that's what happened. That was the situation. And now there are, I think it's the FA or the EFL or whatever. (laughs) And now there there are rumors of investigation starting into Liverpool thinking like, hey, did they do did they say that they had false positives on purpose? I'm not saying that's what I think. I'm just saying. That was a headline that I've yeah. seen and was reading into it. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Which like kind of players being able to start and not start, um, mm-hmm. I wrote a good piece. I wrote a good piece. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wrote a piece. You can decide if it's good. You just go to swiftkickspod.com and check it out. Uh, talking about how Southampton's Ralph Hassenhudel uh, is probably uh, swiftkickspod.com. Perfect. Okay. I'll go I'm ahead. so ready for this conversation. And again, as an avid follower of Alex Hooper on SwiftKickspot.com, carry on. I mean, that's great. Um, and if you want to write for us, if you feel like you have uh, some opinions, Got what about it takes. Soccer, talent. Yeah. 
Yeah, talent would be great. Um, again, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be soccer related. I mean, if you have some great recipes, um, like game day recipes that you want, uh, we can, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll throw it up there. Um, email but us. Talent would be welcome. <laughs> Swiftkickspod <laughs> at gmail.com. Talent is welcome. Um, anyway, I wrote about how Ralph, Ralph Hassenhudel of Southampton is possibly the pettiest manager of the Premier League, um, and he's swiftly hey, joined Moyes. by David Moyes of West Ham. <laughs> and I'll explain why. Um, so as I started it, as if managing one team wasn't enough, Southampton's Hassenhudel now says that any players that were signed in the January transfer window shouldn't be allowed to play in any matches that were previously postponed because of COVID precautions. Basically, this is just a straight shot at Newcastle because uh, the Newcastle and Southampton game that was supposed to be played um, in early January got postponed because Newcastle had an outbreak. Now that Newcastle is in the transfer window and has signed Kieran Trippier and at that time was probably going to sign, you know, Messi, but now we'll probably sign, who knows, um, warm bodies. Uh, he doesn't want to play against them. He says that they shouldn't be allowed to play against Southampton because they weren't on the team sheet when they were officially listed to play in the Here, beginning. Here's a counter argument. Anyone that Man United sell can come back to Man United and play against Southampton. <laughs> right. in February 12th. Exactly. And right. why David Moyes is also petty is because he just agreed with him. Yeah, of course. With, with the stupidest premise in the football league happening right now. Discuss. It might have been the worst argument of all time, too. He was like, oh, that's my boy. I got to have my boys back. Yeah, they shouldn't be able to do that. In fairness, though, the Moise, Moise's argument was very passive. It was more along the lines of like, yeah, I, I agree with where he's coming from. Yeah. Of like, it's not really fair. Uh, he went a little further, I felt like, though, because he essentially said that, you know, when prodded a little more, he was like, well, you know, some clubs, they can they can essentially like look at the, the, the fixtures that they might have had trouble with and they can strengthen their squad. And I'm like, yeah, that's the that's, point of the transfer window. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he also said that that pleb, he goes, well, not all teams get better in the transfer market. I'm like, that's the entire point, you dumbass. Right, yeah. Remember why Fellaini. you shouldn't be a coach. Like, Yeah, Fellaini. It's yeah. like, you know, point number one. Yeah. And, <laughs> and number three and right. four and five. Not two, though. Not two. Um, yeah, He's you just got to sign. Us passing huddles got to stay to stick together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Us that's poor folk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Southampton and West Ham, the poor folk. Yeah. <laughs> and canceled. Yeah, West Ham has not been bought out yet, right? <laughs> They're trying to bring in uh, Jesse Lingard, and, and Jesse Lingard's like, guys, look, here's the deal. I want to leave, but not that bad. Well, right? here's the other thing, too, is Southampton are like in talks of uh, having a potential buyout from somebody. Um, it's not in the nature of. It's an American, uh, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no. Or, it's a. Dragon Solak. Um, I can't remember where he's for. But Mike Ashley's making big moves. Did you see that uh, in the news? Yes, Mike Ashley and Rain Rooney could be dominating the world soon at Darby County. That's Wait, gonna be is he taking over at Darby? He was, has know? apparently put in reports are that he's looking to put in a 50 million pound bid. Wow. So you're telling me that uh, Wayne Rooney's next hairline treatment is going to be bought by Sports Direct? Yes. Yes. There'll be a giant It'll be sign. AstroTurf. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yo, could you imagine I if... I laughed as hard as I did at that, but that was funny. <laughs> Yo, 
Newcastle get relegated. Yeah. Darby play Newcastle next year. Newcastle lose. I will just sail off into the sunset a happy, happy camper. I think um, Mike Ashley would. I don't know. What would he do? I don't even know. He probably wouldn't even know that they played Newcastle. I'll I'll tell you exactly what he'd do. Who? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Give me one second. I'm going to share an image with you that will be exactly what Mike Ashley would do. Um, So this is back in the day. Uh, This is back in 2017. Yes, that's back in the day. Uh, where he drank 12 pints and vomited at a meeting. Um, My God. Yo, that's a meeting? To be fair, he's slimmer than I thought he would actually. That he actually <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I didn't think that was Mike Ashley. Yo, hang on real quick. Can we just read that? Mike Ashley took naps under the tables in meetings if he grew yeah. bored. Mike Ashley that, vomited into a that fireplace during a management county. He's, he and Wayne Rooney are going to get along like perfect. Yo, during who's the wingman there? Is it Mike Ashley or Wayne Rooney? Because both, both pretty good. Oh my, yeah. That's a. There's a balloon with forty there. It was, it was like a fortieth birthday party for someone. Fortieth meeting of the month. <laughs> That's what I think it was. Yo, you guys ready for me? I'm coming in hot. Okay. Family, Mr. Miller. I've fallen. <laughs> And I can't get up. We're sending. All right, helps on the way, Mrs. Rogers, or whatever your name is. Um, Fletcher. Here's the deal: the life alert <laughs> of the week is James on Twitter. So James, I don't know your last name, bro. Uh, it's at XNUFC James. Um, I'm gonna go back and just say that refers to Newcastle United. I don't know, Alex, if you're able to queue up what I'm about to talk about. Um, but here's the deal, James. I think you're all talk. Right, you've fallen. So Newcastle United were in talks with Trippier, trying to uh, pull the trigger on that deal. And James put it out there that if it's not announced at five, I'll chop my knob off. It was announced at six a.m. the next day, so it wasn't done. So it's safe to assume that either this guy is full of it, or he has indeed uh, removed his member with violent matter. He is knobless. Yes, <laughs> novelist James is the life alert person. Your Twitter handle. <laughs> Hashtag novelist James. Get up. Emergency. I am novelist. That's the uh, <laughs> the call. What's uh, his What's his at? Yeah, give me that. Give me that handle. At X N U F C. X N U F C James. Yeah. Probably it, the biggest it, fan of all comment time. Comment here so our millions of viewers can. Yeah, let's make James One. famous. I uh, just want to say that he has a Saudi Arabian flag in his profile, as any good Jordy lad will nowadays. <laughs> uh, Did not connect. Did not connect that at all. Uh, there's also something. Yep, that's really let's funny. Go. Let's just put James on. Sorry, the life alert person of the week has fallen and continues to fall. Meet yep. James's Twitter profile. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's just do it. Okay. I talked to our, our uh, legal team this morning. This is totally fine. Yeah, you got to prove. We got green lights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. The legal what? team is. What? Steve. What is happening? <laughs> what do you mean? What's happening? Is a, this is a brief pause. Um, so, this is the funniest road. picture. This should also be uh, a <laughs> life alert person. Yo, because... can you return him? 
At this point in time, were you not like, oh no? Yeah, did you guys keep the receipt? <laughs> no, Mike Ashley's um, gone, man. Those kind of dealings are done. Thirty-day return his, policy uh, with this guy. I hope his free. I wonder if like like marketing or not marketing, but like the like social media managers, like, all right, hey, I need like the I need the results of the photo op that we had of the uh, the trip you're signing, and that, that that's what they that's right. what they that's what they send them. They send them the assets, and that's what they got. And he's like, fuck's sake, this has he's like he's not even pointing at the bench. 100 percent an intern yeah <laughs> right like intern was like all right now point at your chest and he was like no closer that's fine whatever that's curious that's okay you play for the sponsor on the sleeve not the not the crest he plays for kayak he's just like i'm in for... here where's right. the loo that <laughs> way <I'm saying>. <laughs> he's pointing oh, to where the great. money's at <laughs> That's fine. Anyway, you, you uh, dislocated your, your shoulder. Where was the pain? Where was the pain at, Kieran? Right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep the choice going, Steve. <laughs> show us, show, show, show. Can you point? Can you show us exactly where the pain was at? <laughs> Mrs. Fletcher. <laughs> where was it? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to find where James said that he would chop his knob off. Um, it gets better because oh, here, here we go. There you go. There it is. We found, You'll uh, see the real somebody... live time. Uh, as on behalf yeah. of the company, we decided to make a comment. Um, yeah. You'll notice he ignored it um, for yeah. probably good reason. But so this was tweeted him. at 1126 a.m. on January 6th. Um, let's find out. I'm going to I'm going to take us off here real quick. I'm going to go to Newcastle. Yeah. So I just when, feel like it's Newcastle on us as real football fans and aficionados. Uh, to keep people honest to their word when they talk about the game. So I felt like the appropriate response to that was, I bet you won't. Um, <laughs> he then posted later on the next day, or dot, 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 with a, a retweet of that. And there's a bunch of people saying, Pixar didn't count. So Pixar didn't count. They, they, yeah. they, quoted, they quoted the Swift Kicks uh, tweet? No. I, oh. If anything, it's plagiarism <laughs> for not quoting it. Um, so just consider yourself sued. <laughs> Sued and Noblis. Noblis James said, if it's not announced at 5, I'll chop my knob off at 11.26 a.m. on January 6th. Um, it was not until 3 a.m. Eastern on January 7th that, they, that Newcastle made the official announcement on Twitter, which is how we all know it was real. So just... Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you think it was somewhere the between person? the hour of, of 5 p.m. and 3 a.m.? <laughs> Classic James. The old guillotine came out. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what's sad is you know he's said that before. I don't believe yeah. him. <laughs> we'll keep you updated, though, on our novelist life alert person of the week. Um, if we hear the back James from him, we've asked knob. for We have reached out and asked for a direct comment on the status of um, said knob. And uh, we'll update you from there. Yeah. Big, big knob update to come. <laughs> anyway, uh, which one of you two is it Steve or Ben that's going to do uh, where Steve, are they now? Steve talks talk, but remember, you can't use the same, same uh, person you announced at the end last week. You guys don't remember that person. Don't we? Mm -hmm. I have the transcripts from last episode open, so good luck. Um, son, let me quickly 
No, it's not Sun. <laughs> He's still playing. <laughs> He's Googling soccer players. No. <laughs> 1990s soccer player. Not Virgo. from the Prem. <laughs> mm. Benzema. Got it. Done. No, 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 no. This uh, moment of thinking by Steve is brought to you by Extends. Okay, I've got one. Let's Actually, see. no, I don't. Pops it in. Problem solved. <laughs> Good, one more extends. Um, oh, oh, it's, it's been a rough night. <laughs> You've been out. We've been having a Mike Ashley night. It's that four thirty kickoff. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's the four thirty in the morning kickoff. Uh, let me think. And while Steve uh, thinks, uh, African Cup yeah, yeah. Nations has begun. Um, yes. So start one, bench one, drop one. Mo Salah, Didier Drogba, Samueletto. Start mm. one, bench one, drop one. Yeah. Eto's gone. Oh. Okay. Start and Drogba, bring Mosala on for the last 15 minutes. Okay. What about you? Uh, I am starting Drogba, bringing on Eto at half, and dropping Salah. Okay. He hates Egypt. That's what I heard. I got it. I've got him. Okay. All right. That little game has brought us to where are they now? Hosted by Steve. All right. So this man, uh, he is, he plays uh, the game of football that we all know and love. He is also. uh, (laughs) Old move. (laughs) He's also a Gemini. Oh. So. You Rare probably one. already have a good idea as to who this might be. Um, <laughs> Says not your mom. Go ahead and fire away. Says also not your mom. Okay. <laughs> uh, did they play in the prem? No. Oh, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> did they play in Spain? No. Did they play in a European league? Yes. Okay. Did they play in the MLS? Did they play in the MLS? Yeah. No. Okay. Did they play in Italy? Yes. Okay. Did they win Sierra A? They did not. Not in Zaghi. Are they currently playing? They are. Are they close to a retirement age? Um. Trick question. You can retire whenever you want. Adriano. <laughs> Done. No, but Game good over. show. <laughs> is, is this individual European? He is European, yes. Does he play for Italy? He does play for Italy. Like the national team, yes. Yeah, currently. He currently plays for the Italian national and it's team. It's not Roberto Baggio. Correct, it is not. Okay. So this is a current player. Correct. Would like they were at Euro twenty twenty, correct? So we hate them. Yeah, mm. 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 yeah. Mm. perhaps two of us hate them. <laughs> <laughs> is this person taller than six foot? He is not. Are they a striker? That's definitely it. Um, an attacking player. 
Okay. We're getting they play for Napoli. Sorry. They play for Napoli. Uh, they did. Do they currently they, they play for Juve? Now. No, they don't. Uh, they do not currently play for new, new. Sorry, they do not currently play for Juve, and they do not currently play for Napoli. Are they still in Italy? They are not. Ah. <laughs> do they start for Italy? They do. I'm. I'm pretty. They play in France. They do not. So they don't play in France, Italy, Correct. or England. Correct. They play in Europe. So they play in the Bundesliga. Uh, I didn't say that they played in Europe. You did. I, I think thought you did. did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> hmm. It may I have mean, been how the question was worded, in fairness, but they don't currently play in Europe. They do not currently play in Europe. Are they currently in the MLS? They are. <laughs> was it somebody that just signed for Toronto? <laughs> yes. What is his name? <laughs> <laughs> it's a race to the finish line here. I know who it is. Andrea In... Bellotti? No. Last name starts with an I? Yes. Insigni? Yeah. 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 Lorenzo Insigni. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got him good. <laughs> yeah, Alex, you take the cake on that one. That Lorenzo cheap, Insigni, man. who is 30 years old, five foot four. Five foot five four? Foot, five foot four winger. Dude, Italy's Electric. team has a clear divide between tall and short people. <laughs> and he is on the short side. He was electric at Euro 2020. And honestly, I have so many different parallels as to Sebastian Giovinco. Um, Insigne has signed at 30 years old, winning Euro 2020, and being the captain of Napoli, um, playing over, what, 319 games for Napoli, and Toronto is where he has chosen to go, which I think is, is super interesting. But when you did, you guys happen? I, I sent you guys an article. It was a bit ago when he first signed. Did you guys happen to glance at that at all? I did not. That's fine. He it's he was getting he was he was being offered. I forget the X amount of money. Eleven point five million. No, Tottenham. Tottenham was going to was offering him one hundred seventy thousand a week, and. T Toronto was so adamant about wanting to sign this man as he, they were, he, he was their top target that they tabled 250000 a week, which I think for an MLS team yeah, is, a lot. is very impressive and shows a lot of ambition and shows a lot of you know tenacity to want to, to land that player. And, I, and Insigne was so impressed by how much this team wanted him um, and liked the project and the ambition, and he signed. Um, so that makes him, uh, well, uh, the highest earner in the MLS, uh, hasn't made his debut. So when you said, does he play, does he, does he play in the MLS or has he played in the MLS? The answer to that was no, cause he hasn't yet. Um, hmm. it's interesting. I, and now I'm looking at that article. They're talking about how this is potentially yeah. the start of MLS 4.0 yeah. teams like Toronto, other teams, obviously mm -hmm. bring in players from Europe mm -hmm. that aren't 
looking for a retirement check. I would like to think, I mean, I would like to see uh, ML. So the MLS 4.0, what that really means is, is, is there's different iterations or different uh, benchmarks or, or, or time periods, eras where leagues, the league's growth has really, uh, you know, skyrocketed. MLS 1.0 was kind of the birth of the MLS in 90, was it 94 or 96? I can't remember. It was 96. 96 yeah. is what it was. Um, so the birth of MLS in 96, MLS 2.0 was the second wave of interest where David David Beckham uh, impact in 2007, um, 2008, when all of those players were coming through. Uh, MLS 3.0 is, this is kind of a, a vague one, but this is where, you know, uh, the likes of like Tyler Adams, uh, Gianluca Busio, uh, Tanner Testament, Chris Richards, Al uh, Alfonso Davies. A lot of players were coming from the MLS and going to Europe, so a lot of eyes were on MLS for talent. And this is supposedly supposed to be um, MLS 4.0. So this is the next wave of interest hype surrounding the MLS. Wow, there's a lot of MLS coverage in this uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. This Are you okay? We've we yeah. about the MLS. <laughs> Someone take my temperature. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Are problem suffering man? from it's MLS. Time. Like, yeah. if you want, if you want to be a competitive league that draws eyes, you got to have big players that are going to be competitive, not fact, yeah the yeah. end show, not the the charity match. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's got to be the. It, it, we'll see if it pays off for him. Yeah. I don't know that he is worth the money. Yeah. Um. But it's definitely an investment, to say the I, least. Toronto yeah, tend to have some thirteen good million a year, thirteen million a year, and uh, to, to for for an MLS team to outbid uh, a Premier League team, and not just a Premier League team, but like people argue is a top six team. Some don't, some do, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Borussia Dortmund also had interest in in Sydney as well, and just for Tottenham, or I'm sorry, for Toronto to be the highest bidder, I think is is. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool thing to see. Um, right. So I'm interested to see what happens next. I, there's another article um, that recently um, that I'd seen that showed some of uh, their other uh, Toronto's other uh, transfer targets. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any notable ones because surely Insignia's, you know, they can't. Oh my! Balotti is actually one another target of theirs. That's wow. That's crazy. So you were almost right. <laughs> um, cool. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, where are they now? Uh, Insigni, Lorenzo Insigni is... Uh, in Canada. Highest, yeah, he's in Canada. Hey. Hey. Nice. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Steve, real quickly, Scottish mm. Premiership. Speaking of Hibs, we're going full circle here. That's who mm. you got coming up next. What's uh, the second half of the season look like? Uh, there's there's another i haven't seen the official announcement but there's a lot of rumors uh coming from uh celtic camps where uh Ange is also he's signing another he's got another player i can't remember if he's from the j league or if he was from no he's from he's from the championship uh the english championship not the scottish right. championship um gosh what was that guy's name he's paul. irish no not paul Paul O'Malley. No, no. James Noblis. No. <laughs> no, Noblis James joined Celtic. Noblis Dean. Um, I, I don't I don't have the name uh, at my fingertips right now, but 
Postacoglu is making more uh, more advances on players, um, which is, is is promising to see. Uh, the Premiership has not resumed yet. I think we are still on hiatus until. Did you happen to see when that Hibs fixture when that one takes place? Is it the end of January or like the, the second half? But uh, yeah, that one is uh, January seventeenth. So okay, seventeenth. About another week. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, it'd be exciting to see that come back. Um, I'm hope I haven't seen much from. Uh, the other half of Glasgow, I haven't seen much dealings going on there. So I don't know if they think that they've got everything just the way they want it to be and they can ride it out for the rest of the season. Um, but is that because you only look down from your position table and you can't look up? <laughs> I don't know if you froze or if I actually hurt your feelings. So both. Uh, no, I, I think I think that I think the rest of the season I think the rest of the season has a good has a, has there is still everything to play for. There we're five points off on a this was supposed six to be a points. Transition. Let's not round six points. Is it six? <laughs> it's a yeah, full six. Right. six. Six points. Six points off. Um, for this being a transition, this being a transition season, I remember talking to you guys at the beginning of the season, and really, I mean, obviously, I was optimistic. Everything was an unknown. I didn't know who. No one knew who Postacoglu was. No one. He didn't really have like much of a CV that we were. That would turn a lot of heads. So yeah, he managed the Australian national team. He's been in the J League, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's never had a chance in Europe yet. So everyone was kind of just he's an unknown. Um, and especially after a season like last season, how that went down. Um, everyone was speaking of you know. This this is going to be a process. This is going to be a, a multi-year process. Uh, upper management was all going. CEOs have been have been absurd. Uh, directors of football have been changed. It, but to be performing as well this season as we have, and I honestly think that the six points that we've dropped um, was figuring us ourselves out in the beginning of the season. I know we had lost one in the beginning of the season. I think we had lost. I can't remember what the second game was. That we dropped those points against, um, but I think had we had our form from what is this January now? I think if we had had our form since like October, mm-hmm. I know it's obviously the whole season is from August to I understand, right, but that's that's the game, right? Yeah. And I think this little pause probably did you some favors with Kyogo kind of carrying some some knocks from all the yeah. minutes he's been playing. Yeah, yeah, he's got some he's got some injuries. I think. Oh. Uh, there's some World Cup qualifier. I can't recall now. I think some They're of those. Up. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a, there's a good chunk of players that may not be available for selection for Old Firm, which I mean that's that might be. I don't want to say make or break, but six points in them. my head. Yeah, six points in my head is you can doable. take three right there. Right, right. that's right. everything to play for, nothing to lose. Right, but if we let that go to nine. Right. Yeah. It's looking yeah, tough. It's looking tough because you've only got till April. The season only lasts till April. Yeah, it's a short season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just start. We just start earlier. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I, right. Everything to play for still, but uh, old firm's gonna be huge. Old firm's gonna be, and that's what we say every time. We say that every time. Old firm. Goes <laughs> I was like, oh, this is make or break. Like this has got to be. This is this is the turning point. Of the there's only two teams in the league. I was throwing that out there. Three. Hi, Barney. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> which I which are in who are in fifth place right now. 
yeah. uh, on 29 points. But I mean, the, the the league, the league, in terms of two teams, I mean, yes, obviously two powerhouses in Celtic first and Rangers second, but the league is quite. It's it's not super. It's not. We've not gone away from the pack. Yeah. So I think it makes for healthy competition. It shows that I think that the the Premiership isn't as much of a. I don't know. Shouldn't be on the receiving end of so many jokes as it, as it does. I think sometimes, but it's just that fun. <laughs> fun. Just a little man. cold. It's just a little cold. Just a little cold. Uh, <laughs> let's go move south again. Uh, trash takes. Let's start with. Uh, well, as of this recording tomorrow, uh, we have Southampton and Brentford, uh, and then we'll go through. This is prime action, right? Yep. Okay. To Tottenham and Arsenal on Sunday the sixteenth, the final game of the weekend. What are you guys looking at? What's your trash take? I am sorry, Steve, but I think that Arsenal are going to win. Okay. Back to just calling the favorites. Um, Man United are going to lose to Aston Villa. They just beat them, and, and Steven Gerrard is going to figure them out, and they're going to be a very oh, in... Coutinho now. What? Shock signing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Philip Coutinho, yeah, we should, yeah, we should honestly it. recap uh, transfers at the end of the at the end of the window. Yeah, yeah. We, we will. We'll do a full like closure. There's been some. There's been some some pretty decent ones that we haven't. There, talked I feel like about. we're gonna have two or three blockbusters in the next week. It's just gonna speed up. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you were gonna lose to Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, I heard they want to say Watford beating Newcastle, but uh... do it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> No, nah, I can't. Chelsea try. versus Brent, Brentford tie Liverpool. Brentford tie Liverpool. Okay. Cool. All right. So Out of curiosity's sake, sake, what do you guys think on Manchester City and, and Chelsea coming up on the 15th? I think Chelsea's got them. I think Chelsea's yeah, going to It's at the Eddie had. Man City got nothing to win. They can lose that game and still be in pole position. Like, What's the gap now? At the time, points. how many did you say? 10? 10? Wow, it's 10, 10 points. Yeah, that's just it. Like, okay, why risk injuries? They have everything to play for. Yeah. We'll just play it like any other game. You don't I feel like you don't want to give your second, your, the, your, you don't, but they don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. that good. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to give anybody a sniff at like even thinking that they it have could a chance, be like especially no man city or one nil Chelsea. Like, it's that, yeah. it's that yeah. crazy of a kind of scenario. But I do think with the current form of the Premier League games and, and, and people getting some time off, the games have been great. So mm-hmm. I, I do think it's going to deliver. Um, yeah, it's an exciting game this weekend. Yeah. All right, Ben. For it. This has been an exciting podcast. Um, yeah. Take us away. Guys. And girls. Um, yes. Please consider giving to the GoFundMe for Novelist James. <laughs> um, and on that note, good night.